hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 185 of the SCO Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, happy to be back in the big chair for today, Monday, April 5th, 2021. We are back live, so to speak. Had a bit of a week off last week, little spring break with the family down in the Outer Banks, Corolla. North Carolina, lovely week, little house near the beach, um, weather wasn't exactly fantastic, wasn't exactly beach weather, but we still got a chance to do some mini golfing, see some wild horses, uh, fun times were had by all, but now we are back and we are into the full-on sprint to the NFL draft. We, this is a mock draft Monday, what we are going to do today, as usual in the second half of the show, your mocks, get a gauge of where Patriots Nation is feeling now in the wake of the big trade and speculation about the players taking at the top of the board. And that's kind of what we're going to do in the first part of the show. I'm going to put my thinking cap on and sketch out the options, I think, for the first 14 picks of this draft to game out what the board could look like, what I think the board will look like, if indeed the Patriots stay and make a pick at 15. So that's what we're going to do today. Before we do any of that, your usual cavalcade of reminders, please do follow along with the hijinks on the Bird app at Mark Schofield. Check out the work at a variety of places. First and foremost, Touchdown Wire, part of the USA Today Wire Network. You can check out top 11 quarterbacks are up. Top 11 tight ends went up today, although... Obviously, for Patriots purposes, top 11 tight ends probably doesn't matter. What might matter later this week, my top 14 wide receivers will be posted a bit later this week. I could not keep it to 11. I just like this receiver class too much. Um, So check out all the work over there at touchdownwire.usatoday.com. Also, Bleeding Renation, Big Blue View, right here at Pat's Pulpit. All sorts of places, but the easiest way to follow along on the Bird app, like I said, at Mark Schofield. Let's game out the top 14 picks. And how I'm going to do this is outline what we think the teams need, what we've heard, what I've heard, and outline a couple of different players and then just make a pick for each of the first 14 teams. And how I'm doing that via the mock draft machine over at the Draft Network, we are on the clock with Jacksonville. And as everybody expects, Jacksonville is going quarterback And I don't think they're going anywhere other than Trevor Lawrence. Nothing I have heard, nothing I have read, nothing I have seen dissuades me of that pick. And now the Jets are on the clock at two. And as much as I would go Justin Fields here, I think scheme fit. You draw the connections between what he did last season and what they're going to be doing next season. It's Zach Wilson at two. As much as I would go Justin Fields, as much as I spent part of my vacation last week defending Justin Fields on the air, on the pods, on the radio, it does seem like my view of Fields, perhaps the draft evaluation world's view of Fields, and what the NFL is at least thinking about Fields is divergent enough that Wilson seems to be the pick of two. So we put that in. Lawrence won. Wilson, two. Now we get to three. And what I do think is interesting 
among all the other things and all the other craziness that has happened over the past week and a half or so, I am using the Draft Network TDN's predictive board. They have two different boards, their big board and their predictive board. And in their predictive board, player number three right now is Mac Jones. And everything has pointed to Mac Jones being in play for San Francisco, having given up two future first-round picks as well as their pick at 12 to get up to three to draft Mac Jones. Now, I, I cannot go there. I will not go there for the purposes of this exercise. I still think that there, when you give up that future draft capital, it's for a player that can transcend and not a player that can just run in terms of what that player can do for your offense. So I am going to say it's Justin Fields here. And part of the reason for that is the time that the Shanahan's, including Kyle and his father, have spent with Justin Fields up close at the QB Collective. There was a lot made last week, the sort of blind quote from an NFL executive that, why would you make this trade? You haven't even seen the Ohio State Kids Pro Day yet. So it's not going to be Fields. They don't need to see Fields to their own person. They've seen it enough. So I think this is Fields. I think all the Mac Jones stuff is a lot of people connecting dots that don't need to be connected. A lot of people saying, oh, well, he's Kirk Cousins 2.0. Well, obviously Shanahan would love that. Sure, at 12, not at 3. Oh, Shanahan's got a great guy to run his offense. Again, to run the offense at 12, sure. To run the offense at 3, no. Transcend, Lance, Fields. So I'm going to say it's Fields. Now that gets us to Atlanta at 4. And here is where I think the draft truly gets fun. Because as much as Trey Lance makes sense, you're locked into Matt Ryan for an ungodly sum of money for the next two seasons. I don't think you draft Trey Lance and just sit him for two years. I think Atlanta is trying to compete right now. What helps you compete right now? Kyle Pitts. I have really warmed up to the idea of Kyle Pitts over the past couple of weeks. And especially right now. Given the Ryan restructure, as much as I think, yes, this would be a fantastic idea to lock the quarterback up, you don't restructure Ryan the way you do if you're going to like then draft a quarterback to build around for the future. I think you go in now and you kick that quarterback decision down the road a bit. Kyle Pitts in an Arthur Smith offense. Think about this. Last year with Tennessee, while they did use a lot of 11, they were also a heavy 12 personnel team. Now you're talking about a 12 personnel package with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones at the wide receiver spots. And you've got Kyle Pitts at one tight end, Hayden Hurst at the other. You have Todd Gurley, yes, but maybe at the top of the second round if he's there. A Javante Williams. Could that be Derrick Henry 2.0 in that Arthur Smith offense down in Atlanta? Maybe that's suddenly a pretty intriguing offense. And so we go Kyle Pitts at four. Cincy at five. If you are on football Twitter... You have probably seen right now a graphic that is summing up the debate within Bengals Twitter. There is a graphic with two images, option A and option B. Option B has a quarterback getting sacked and a wide receiver wide open downfield. 
but a bunch of no-name guys trying to protect the quarterback. They can't, so he's sacked. That is what is being termed the Jamar Chase option amongst Bengals Twitter. Option A has the quarterback throw into a receiver who is given the name of anybody, and the guy that's protecting the guy and not letting the quarterback get sacked is Oregon's Penny Sewell. And that is the debate right now. Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase. Now, I have thrown Rashawn Slater into the mix there. And maybe that is a viable option for them. There are some questions about Penny Sewell from an arm length and talent perspective and things like that. But I've sort of come full circle on that decision. And I do think that Penny Sewell makes more sense for the Bengals. I understand the fascination with Jamar Chase. And I understand that, yes, your quarterback is banning the table for his former teammate in Jamar Chase. And yes, you signed Riley Reef. You have Jonah Williams, so you have two tackles, right? Protecting Joe Burrow is job 1A and 1B. You didn't do a good enough job of that last year. He ended up tearing his ACL. You can't let that happen again. And I know, Sewell, maybe you have two tackles. Well, you can find a spot for this kid, or you can move somebody else, but you get your best, best your five best options in front of Joe Burrow. So we're going Penny Sewell as the picket. Now the Dolphins at six, they get to slide back from three and draft a player that I think would have been at their pick at three. And that's Jamar Chase. Now, this is a spot where I think you might see a trade up. I think this is one spot where you could see whether it's Carolina getting in front of Detroit because they're worried about Detroit doing something, whether it's Denver getting in front of both Carolina and Detroit. You might see a trade up here for a Trey Lance. Or if it is if it is indeed Mac Jones at three, you might see a trade up here for Lance or Fields. Miami would love to slide back a couple of spots and still draft a Chase or a Waddle and pick up an extra future first-round pick. But I think they're targeting Chase, so we'll make that the pick here at six, which brings us to Detroit. I think Detroit, every every mock I've done, I've given them a wide out. Jalen Waddle is staring you in the face. I think that makes sense. A couple of players to watch here, interestingly enough. they If they love a quarterback here, they could go QB. I don't think they love... From what I've heard, they, they, they are intrigued by Lance. Do they love him enough to make him the pick and let him sit? That This could be a sneaky quarterback spot. Another name here is Quiddy Pay. They like Quiddy Pay. Would they make him the pick at seven? I don't know if you'd go there. I think you're better off waiting on edge, even if you love a guy. So I'm going to go with Waddle here. Now at eight, I think Carolina, if this is indeed the board, they're going quarterback. I think you have a window to develop Trey Lance. So Lance is the pick here at eight. Now at nine. I think this could be a Mac Jones spot. Denver at nine. And I know a lot of people in Denver might hate that. 
I know a lot of people in Denver still believe in Drew Locke, and I'm not closing the book on Drew Locke. But you've slowly assembled a pretty talented roster around the quarterback position. You've got some decent tight ends. You have a tremendous 11-receiver personnel package with Corton Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. Tim Patrick is another great wide receiver talent. You're putting together some pieces around the quarterback position. Drew Locke is still a question mark. If he can't be the guy and just run the offense, this is a nice spot for the guy that can just run the offense. And so I'm going to go Mac Jones here at 9. 10 gets us to the Cowboys who have a glaring need at the cornerback position. They also have a need at tackle. Rashawn Slater, Patrick Sertan. Rashawn Slater, Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn. I think they go corner because that thins out quicker. So I think Sertan is the pick here. That gets us to the Giants at 11. Edge is certainly a need. Edge is absolutely a need. But if the board falls this way and Rashawn Slater is staring Dave Gettleman in the face, sitting here right now, and from what I've been told, that's the pick. I know they drafted offensive tackle in the first round of last year's draft, but Andrew Thomas hasn't quite come together. I know they get Nate Solder back after opting out, but they also have a needed guard at the right guard spot. They lost Kevin Zeitler. That is a question mark. They're sitting here today, as I record this, wondering about that right guard spot. They believe in Nick Gates at center. They believe in Will Hernandez. Shane Lemieux showed some promise. But they, they would love to solidify that. I know a lot of people have said edge for them. But I think if the board falls this way and Rashawn Slater is staring him, Gettleman in the face... He's getting himself insurance, a tackle, and a potential guy that he can kick to guard. I think he won't pass on that. This is also a sneaky trade-up spot, too, for New England. Unfortunately, right now, the quarterbacks are gone. And so, Gettleman doesn't usually trade back anyway. He's got a big hog molly staring him in the face. I don't think he'll be able to help himself. Rashawn Slater at 11. Now the Eagles are up. Wide receiver is in need, and Devonta Smith is staring them in the face. I don't think they go linebacker. I've heard linebacker. I don't think they do it. I, I think they either go corner or receiver. Devonta Smith is certainly an option. And I do think they have to give Jalen Hurts, they have to give to their quarterback a weapon. They'll take advantage of the bit of a slide. Devonta Smith at 12. At 13. I think there are two names to keep in mind here. I think one name is Christian Darisaw. The Chargers, they do obviously want to make sure they don't follow the recipe of the Bengals and get their star young quarterback hurt, right? But they've made some additions. They've made some additions to the offensive line, but they still have to figure out left tackle. So Christian Darisaw makes a ton of sense, and he's going to be the pick here. But a name to keep in mind for them if the board doesn't quite fall this way is J.C. Horn. And I wrote about this last week, and here's why. If you watch Horn 
and you see how he was used. You might see him against Kyle Pitts one week and Elijah Moore the next. There were t- like you watch him against Florida, and yeah, Pitts got the better of him at times. After Pitts caught a slant route touchdown working against somebody else, they basically took J.C. Horn and said, you're cover at 84 now. That's your boy. You might see him against Kenny Yebao, the, the other tight end from Mississippi, and then cover Elijah Moore in the slot. That reminds me a lot of how Brandon Staley used Jalen Ramsey last year with the Rams. Just take your most, you might see Ramsey against George Kittle. You might see Ramsey against DeAndre Hopkins. You might see him against Kendrick Bourne. You might see him against any number of receivers. DK Metcalf. They basically, Brandon Staley looked at the opposing offense and said, who gives me the most concern? Well, when I get the opportunity, I'm just going to match up Jalen Ramsey against him. He had snaps in the slot, in the boundary, at uh, two high safety looks. If Brandon Staley is going to come to the Chargers and install a similar type of defense, J.C. Horn could be in play. But I do think it will be Darisaw if the board falls this way. He's the pick at 13. Now at 14, it's Elijah Vera Tucker. I've done this so many times for the Minnesota Vikings. If this board falls this way on draft night and they pass on Vera Tucker, I will be stunned. He has been the guy in every single mock. So that's the pick at 14, which means the New England Patriots are on the clock with Micah Parsons, J.C. Horn, Najee Harris, Jalen Phillips, Tevin Jenkins, J.O.K., Travis Etienne, Aziz Aljulari, Quiddy Pay, Trevor Morig, Rashad Bateman, Javante Williams, all staring them in the face. And as to my prediction of what would happen if this is the board, they're trading down. As much of a fit as Micah Parsons can be, they'll trade down. As much of a fit as J.C. Horn might be, they'll trade down. As much of a fit as Rashad Bateman will be. If this is what they're staring at in the face and they haven't been able to come up, I do think, as our boy Russell Easterbrooks has been saying for a while, and as he will do in his mock that I'll read in about three minutes, they'll trade down. Because they've got gaps to fill in. They don't have a ton of pressing needs outside of, say, quarterback. Maybe linebacker, maybe wide receiver, but you can address those later. And if you're not going to get one of the top five guys, don't just make a pick to make a pick. And so I think in this simulated world that Rick and Morty have put in front of us, they're going to trade down. So as I have done so many years in the past, I'm starting to get you ready for it now. Get yourselves ready for night one, round one disappointment. Because this is a certainly plausible scenario. And in a couple of weeks, when I submit my mock of integrity at USA Today, this is going to look very close to what I come up with for a final predictive mock. Now, look, I'm just an idiot. I'm just a chucklehead that you've known for a while that gets paid to yodel. But I think there's a lot of truth in what we're seeing here. And there could be a lot of truth, as Russell has said, in the Patriots trading down. But enough of me. Let's hear from you. Up next, your mocks here on episode 185 of the Sco Show. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 185 of the Sco Show. And as promised, your mocks. And as foretold, the one and only Russell Easterbrooks 
is going to kick things off for us on this installment of Mock Draft Monday and on this installment of Listener Mocks. And even before I share his mock, I did want to also point out, if Brady White from Memphis goes on to nail his NFL career, then you heard it here first, but not from me. But from Russell, Russell sent me a wonderful thank you, a wonderful email that I wanted to thank him for um, after the top 11 quarterback show and after my article got posted. A very kind note from Russell. Um, but he did also say, look, I know he wasn't in there, but I'm going to still bang the table for Brady White, the Memphis quarterback. And Russell's white. There, there's stuff to like about Brady White. I, I do think that if he finds the right scheme fit, he could have a very good NFL career. And if that happens... Remember where you heard it from. You heard it on the Sco Show, but not from me, from Russell. Now, if Brady White doesn't pan out, remember where you heard it. You heard it from me, who said he was going to be great, right? The, when it comes to the listeners, we give listeners kudos, but I get the blame. That's how this show works. But let's get to Russell's mock. Um, as I also said, Russell is banning the table for a trade down, and that's what he does here. The New England Patriots trade. 15, 139, and 240 to Tennessee for picks at 21 and 54. At 21, Zavian Collins, the Tulsa linebacker, which I don't know if he's actually going to be there at 21 at this point. Um, seen a lot of people talk about Collins just at his pro day at the end of last week. Uh, I don't know if he gets to 21, um, but if the Patriots do trade down to 21 and he's there, I'd be all for it. Um, I also had a very interesting discussion in one of my football group chats this weekend about sort of where Collins is as a prospect. And a lot of Donta Hightower comps came up in that discussion. Somebody that you might see on the edge and you might see it sort of an off-ball linebacker role, um, but he's not a pure edge. He's more a blitzer off the edge. And if that sounds like Donta Hightower to you, it's for a good reason. So Collins at 21, Trey Smith from Tennessee, the interior offensive lineman at 46, Michael Carter, one of the two UNC running backs. He's the pick of 54 that was also part of that trade uh, with the Tennessee Titans. Makes a ton of sense. James White 2.0 in my mind. Nico Collins at 96. Ambry Thomas, the Michigan corner at 120. Janarius Robinson, Florida State Edge at 122. Evan McPherson, Florida kicker at 177. Brady White, there he is at 188. And Cornell Powell, Clemson wideout at 97. 197, excuse me. Fantastic job, Russell. Thank you again for the, the lovely note uh, from earlier or later last week. Now we go to the Twitter machine. We got one from Pablo Huel, who is on the Twitter machine at H-O-E-L-P-A-B-L-O. Now he teased it as his mock of integrity, but then he walked that back when he sent it to me on Twitter. Now if you remember, if you remember earlier shows, Pablo has been talking about the potential four-quarterback dream quarterback room. Now, will this mock get us closer? Maybe. The Patriots send 15, 46, 109, 122, and next year's first to Atlanta for Trey Lance. Then at 96, Walker Little from Stanford, Shai Smith, the South Carolina wideout at 120, to Marion Terry, who had a good pro day at 139, the Florida State wide receiver. 177, Brendan James, 
Offensive tackle from Nebraska, 188. Robert Jones, the interior offensive lineman from Middle Tennessee. I like that kid. Tariq Thompson, San Diego State safety at 197. And at 242, Quinton Bohana, defensive tackle from Kentucky. And you know, look, pretty easy rule. You send over a mock that has Trey Lance, odds are it's going to get read. From Patriots, who is on Twitter, at Patriot735-36342. This is a new mock. After the 49ers trade, has Mac Jones at 15. Which, if it's Mac Jones at 15, I, I think we've kind of grown to accept that. I don't. Ho- I hope they don't trade up to go get him. But if he's there at 15, great. Uh, Rondale Moore, the Purdue offensive weapon at 46. Keith Taylor Jr., the Washington corner at 96. Cameron Sample, from Tulane at 120. Robert Hansey, Notre Dame offensive lineman at 122. Osa Ogizawa, UCLA defensive lineman at 139. Divine Diablo, 177, Virginia Tech safety. Derek Barnes, Purdue linebacker, 188. Khalil Herbert, Virginia Tech running back, another sort of James White type player at 197. Paris Ford, pitch safety at 242. Then our boy Isaac Gogol is back. He's on the Twitter machine, on the Bird app at XXISAACGOGELXX. This also has a trade up to eight for the Carolina Panthers for Justin Fields. Rondell Moore. At 46, Jabril Cox at 62. I would love that at 62. I'm not sure he gets there, Isaac, but I love that kid. I, I think he's a modern linebacker. I think he goes in the second, but if he's there at 62, it's a run to the podium moment. Uh, Jalen Twyman, the Pittsburgh interior defensive lineman at 120. Ambry Thomas, 139. Javian Hawkins, a Louisville running back at 177. Patrick Johnson, the other two lane edge at 197. And Sage Sherrod. The Wake wide receiver at 242. I mean, Justin Fields, if there's a Justin Fields pick by the Patriots in this draft, it's a buy the jersey moment for me. And I, I, I've kind of ducked the bigger Justin Fields discussion that blew up last week. You probably know my thoughts on it. If not, there's a clip floating around of me on radio in Nashville last week that pretty much sums it up. The initial book on Fields was he can't make reads. When that was beaten back by people like myself and Benjamin Solak and Nate Tice and others, then it became a discussion about the guy's love of the game and the passion for his, for the game and things like that. I have not heard a single person question Justin Fields from that standpoint. Not a soul. All I have heard is the exact opposite. Um, and I'll just leave it there. But Isaac... Thank you, my man, for uh, sending in the mock. Really appreciate you, buddy. Next one via Twitter comes into us from Aaron Williams, who's on the Bird app at big underscore daddy 814. This is a mock draft simulator via the Draft Network. Trade down to 29. Kellen Mond at 29. Does Mond sneak into the first round? I don't think so. But he might. Her, you're hearing lots of things right now, but I am hearing buzz about Mond, both on Twitter and behind the scenes. I think it's more a he's played himself into earlier than we expected day two discussions. 
29. It still seems a little rich for me, but we get three weeks to go and I wouldn't rule it out. That's all I'll say. Elijah Moore at 46. I mean, honestly, you could flip these. Moore at 29, Mon at 46. And that might be a more realistic way to look at it. But I do, I love Elijah Moore. He's one of my top receivers in this draft. I, I think that's fantastic. Jabril Cox, again, at 62. Back-to-back mocks with him at 62. Tommy Tagai, the Ohio State defensive tackle at 71. Deontay Brown, the mammoth of a man, at 96. Israel Mokamu, South Carolina corner at 122. Kylan Hill, Mississippi State running back at 138. Jonathan Cooper, Ohio State edge at 139. Dalian Hayes, Notre Dame edge at 142. So we get a double dip at edge there from Aaron. Josh Palmer at 177. Devon Diablo, the Virginia Tech safety at 188. And Thomas Graham at 197. Kind of slides a bit. I, I think Graham goes earlier, but to get him at 90, 197 is fantastic. Aaron, my man, thank you for sending that in, buddy. As always, please do follow everybody on the Bird app that submits a mock via the Bird app. Show some love to your fellow Patriots fans and Scotia listeners. Now I slide into the Slack channel. Check out the Mock Draft sub-channel we've got over there. Again, if you'd like to be a member of the Slack channel, hit me up for an invite. At Mark Schofield on the Bird app, mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com. We are going to have our channel listener mock draft kickoff relatively soon we still have open teams um so if you're a member of the slack and you haven't signed up for a team yet uh please do so we've got a a channel dedicated to that if this sounds like something you want to be in you want to be a part of and you're not a member of the slack channel well this might be the perfect time to sign up you can get yourself a team we we do a full mock all seven rounds we do trades we do everything I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks because it's just three picks, and that way you guys won't have to wait for me when you guys and girls are ripping through the mock like you did last year. Um, but again, if you'd like to be a part of that, uh, at Mark Schofield on the bird app, mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com to get a membership to the Slack channel and partake in the fun. Um, scanning through, these are the mocks that I'm going to read from there. Ian McDonald at 15 via the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. Kyle Trask at 46, Davis Mills at 96, Shane Buscelli at 120, Felipe Franks at 122, Ian Ellinger and at 139, Ian Book, all of which were graded as A-pluses by PFF. And then Deontay Smith, the East Carolina tackle at 177, Larry Borum, Missouri tackle at 188, Cole Van Lannen, Wisconsin tackle at 197, and Robert Jones. Interior offensive lineman slash offensive tackle at one at uh, two forty two, overall grade via PFF A plus, nailed it. Appreciate what Ian was doing there. Next walk we're going to look at Josh, Ambry Thomas or bust trades the house for Ian Book first overall at PFF and gets an A plus. A little bit of a theme here to kick these off. Next mock comes to us from Jim, who is a member of the Bateman Hive. J.C. Horn at 15. Xavier Collins at 46. Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa at 96. Baron Browning at 120. Jonathan Marshall, 
defensive lineman from Arkansas at 122. Sedarius Hutcherson, interior offensive lineman from South Carolina at 139. Ben Mason, not in the Ben Mason spot. All the way up to 177. Are we seeing a pre-draft rise from Ben Mason? We just might. Milton Williams, Louisiana Tech edge defender at 188. Shy Smith at 197. And Felipe Franks from Arkansas in the Ben Mason spot at 242. Matt St. John did a full round, full first round mock. Lawrence at one, Wilson at two, Jones at three, Lance at four, Kyle Pitts at five, Jamar Chase at six, Jalen Waddell at seven, Penny Swell at eight, Micah Parsons at nine, Patrick Sertan at 10, JC Horn at 11, Devonta Smith at 12, Rashawn Slater at 13, Darisaw at 14, which gives the New England Patriots Justin Fields. We'll take that in a heartbeat, right, friends? Right? Going to walk in from Jared, who stays at 15. Justin Fields. You know, if we're seeing that slide come to fruition, this is another from the the mock draft machine over the draft network. And you see on their predictive boards, Fields is like in that nine spot right now. You could get a slide if that comes to fruition. And if Justin Fields somehow slides to 15, again, it's a buy the jersey situation for yours truly. Alex Leatherwood at 46, Benjamin St. Juice at 96, Demetric Felton at 120, Marvin Wilson at 122, Ambry Thomas at 139, Wyatt Hubert, the Kansas State Edge at 177, Tommy Kramer at 188, Damar Hamlin 197, and Josh Palmer at 242. On a more serious note, one from Josh, again when the handle Ambry Thomas are bust, trading down a couple of times, slid down to 18 in a trade with the Dolphins. Sending 15 and 177 to Miami to get 18, 36, and 50. And then at 18, slides down two more spots to 20 and gets 52 from the Chicago Bears who come up. And at 20, it's Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech cornerback who's got the disectomy situation, but if healthy, might be CB1 for some people. Dylan Raditz at 36, Diami Brown at 46, Quinn Minerts at 50. And then traded the pick at 52 as well as the pick at 188 to get 59 and 89 from the Browns. And at 59, Jabril Cox, who we've talked about. Kenneth Gainwell, the Memphis running back at 89. Jamie Newman at 96. Ambry Thomas at 105. Traded a bit up to get that, but with a handle like Ambry Thomas or bust, you do what you got to do. Terry Gillespie, Missouri safety at 120. Jermaine Davis at 122, who is getting first round hype. Does he get into the first round a late riser at off-ball linebacker? I don't think so, but I don't think he's going to be there at 122 either. Robert Hansey at 197, and in the Ben Mason spot, Josh I, the Illinois wideout with a 49-inch vertical or whatever crazy, who's getting some serious consideration as a late-round X-receiver prospect. Via the slack, we get a mock-in from Truck. Trade down with the Raiders a couple of spots. Get pick 80 in the process. J.C. Horn at 17. Kellen Mond at 46. Traded up to 65. Shipping 80 and 120 to the Jags for Creed Humphrey. Then slid down a bit. Out of the spot at 96. Picked up 101 and 153. And then also packaged that as part of a deal. Amari Rogers. 
wide receiver from Clemson. Tyree Gillespie at 124. Patrick Jones at 158. I like that. I love Amari Rogers. Big fan. Big. Huge. And we close it out with this one from Nelario via the Slack channel, Mock Draft channel. Kyle Pitts at 18. This is a fan speak mock. Kyle Pitts at 18. Trey Lance at 20. Javante Williams with the 12th pick in the second round. Xavier Collins with the 23rd pick in the second round. Levi Owensenwerke, the Washington defensive tackle, to kick off the third round. Demi Brown at the 23rd spot in the third round. Elijah Moore at the 32nd spot in the third round. Ben Cleveland, Aaron Robinson both in the fourth. Dylan Raditz, Kellen Mond in the fifth. Patrick Johnson, Trey Sermon, and yes, to close it out, Ben Mason. And we close off the show with that because that is a perfect mock. Just sign me up right now. If I got to give you an arm, a leg, my firstborn, like that's a dream right there. So fantastic job, Nilario. Fantastic job from everyone. That will do it for today. I will be back Thursday with wideouts. I'm um, talking about my top 14 wideouts. Um, we're skipping tight ends, friends, because if they draft a tight end anywhere earlier than the Ben Mason spot, I'm going to be flabbergasted. Let's put it that way. Um, but we will talk wideouts because I do think they address it perhaps a couple of times in this draft. Um, that's Thursday. This has been Monday Mock Draft Monday, episode 185. Until Thursday, friends, stay safe. Wash those hands. And when you do, sit along and bless those Patriots reigns down in Foxwood.